This is Get a Real Job, the podcast devoted to people who choose risk over safe bets, who pursue their passion against all odds and are doing what they want, how they want, despite people and sometimes the voices in their own heads telling them they're nuts. When the field that I wanted to work in didn't exist, I created it. The only thing you have to decide is how hard you want to work. I really never went into the design of the restaurant of not succeeding. One way or another, I was going to succeed. I'm your host, Dan Bova, editorial director of entrepreneur.com. Thanks for listening. And now, get a real job. When you watch food TV shows, you often hear people saying things like, the flavor just explodes in your mouth. Well, Today's guest takes that to a whole different level. Amira Kasem is the owner and founder of Flower Shop, which is the birthplace of the explosion cake. And I'll let her explain exactly what that is in just a few seconds. She's a judge on Disney Plus's competition show Foodtastic, is the author of several books and counts the likes of Kim Kardashian, Katy Perry, and Jimmy Fallon as regular customers. I'm just preparing myself to get hit with an epic sugar craving. Please welcome Amira. Amira, how are you? Hi. I feel like we should follow that by like throwing sprinkles, but I guess this is this is a podcast. We can't do that, right? <laughs> uh, sadly, sadly, it is not a possibility. Um, well, just know that I'm doing that from home right now. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> So, well, I mean, obviously that this explosion cake sort of exploded you uh, into uh, into a lot of people's uh, knowledge and wanting to know more and more importantly, wanting to order your cake. So how did how did this whole thing happen? Well, you know, it's funny because everybody thinks I opened the bakery because of the cake, but I was ready to open a bakery without the cake. I don't know what I was thinking, but (laughs) I'm definitely glad (laughs) it worked out this way. But I grew up in Mexico and baking was just a fun hobby, something I did with my mom. I loved baking for other people. And I was just very inspired by the culture, the colors, the flavors, and of course, how we celebrate things in Mexico with piñatas being the front and center piece of every single birthday party. So when I started baking cakes for friends, I was like, how can I make this more fun? We obviously can't go to a restaurant in New York city and hang a piñata in the middle of the restaurant. So, (laughs) um, and I slowly was fascinated by the idea of surprises and combining the two with my love of cake. And I failed a few times on on sort of what the cake could actually do Uh with larger candies, slowly getting to smaller candies, ending up with sprinkles and realizing that we could get a pinata explosion out of what doesn't look like, (laughs) you know, could hold something like that on the outside being a cake. That's I I would love. Do you have video of some of your failed experiments with different uh, candies and things like that inside? Oh, I'm sure I I definitely have photos. I'm sure I could find videos because I was like, here's the moment. And then nothing would happen. It was just like a lollipop and like a Snickers bar stuck in the center of a cake. And I'm like, wait, this isn't working. <laughs> Pinatas can hold so much more and they obviously break differently. <laughs> That's fantastic. So so you said you you the the cake that this cake that sort of uh got uh you some uh fame here but that wasn't that wasn't the starting point so what what was the starting point when did you decide that you were 
going to take what was a hobby and, and make it your career? You know, it's so interesting. It was completely started by custom cakes because I love the idea of creating something specifically for you on your birthday. And I know that the market for custom cake was sort of in the crazy high-end market in, in New York with, you know, some of the greats who make these crazy towers of cakes, but I wasn't trying to do that. I was just trying to do these smaller cakes that were a representation of sort of what you would make for your friend as a birthday card when you were younger. And it's like, what's their favorite color and what's their favorite, you know, animal or whatever it is. And just bringing that into a little bit more of a 3d edible life, which I found so exciting. And as I was working in New York in fashion, I was baking for different people, whether it was at a magazine or, or anything like that. And slowly people in New York were asking me where I bought it and where they could get one. And I was like, Oh no, like I just made it at home. I didn't think about it whatsoever. Never thought of it as a job, especially a profession, a career or, or what is now a full company, but it was done for fun. And little by little, as more people started ordering, I was finding myself waking up at four or five in the morning before going to my fashion job to literally play with sprinkles. And I <laughs> found so much joy in doing that yeah. and so much joy in creating something different every day that one day I was just like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the risk. I don't know where my next paycheck will come from. I'm going to open what I think is a custom business that can turn into a bakery. And I wanted it to be a bakery right away, but it was way more challenging than I thought, whether it's rent, whether it's understanding all the things that go into building a kitchen from a grease trap to a fire hood and, and just like things yeah. that were way beyond what I was looking at when I was imagining this very rainbow sprinkle filled situation. So oh, it right. took it took longer than I thought, but it, within those years of baking out of my apartment, which I don't even know that I was supposed to be doing, um, <laughs> was... <laughs> really exciting and cool because every day it was something new and something different. There was a different event. There was a fashion event. There was something in the arts. There was flying over to LA for a celebrity there. It was just every single day presented itself so different. And I was kept putting off actually opening a bakery. So it was a few years before flower shop actually came to life. And that was me just going around filling cakes every day. So what were, you know, you, you, you talked a little bit about those, those struggles that you d didn't expect, like what are, you know, for, for someone out there who would love to do what you're doing and they have their, their big idea, but what, what are some of those, um, you know, hidden, uh, pitfalls and, and things that you didn't know until you were in it that, uh, were like, oh no, I, I need help with this. Oh, huge. I mean, so, so many when you're creative or when you start something in the kitchen to you, it's all about the recipe and the texture and a customer loving it and sort of how you can replicate in production and things like that. But when you start to think about all the things that go into it, where you didn't think was your job, starting with communication and customer service constantly with a customer's while you're trying to bake and guess what? There's no email. There's no ovens that have email yet. So I'm yet to, to be able to multitask in a kitchen. So splitting my time between having to, you know, invoice and be an actual sort of logistics person, whether it's about a delivery or about 
taxes or anything that's crazy like that was just completely different having a shop for all the ingredients and making that part of my time because it really is when you start to add up everything it's like sure a cake can take x amount of time but how about all the time you spent talking to a customer all the time you spent going to get the ingredients and then don't forget you're also the dishwasher and the delivery person so it was sort of getting more and more expensive as of the cakes I was taking on because I was realizing that each cake really took about a full day when you add up all the extras that go into it. And then when you jump to actually opening a bakery, well, I think my biggest advice would be go work at a bakery. I never did that. I never worked at a kitchen before. Uh-huh. There were so many things I didn't know about. I mean, right. everything from... I didn't even know that there was a difference between a baker and a decorator. In my mind, someone baked a cake and then they walked over and they decorated it. Right. That, that's how much my knowledge was zero. Right. And so when I was interviewing people, I was like, what do you mean you don't know how to decorate a cake? Or what do you mean you don't know how to bake? How did you learn to decorate without having ever baked? Like it was just right. so confusing to me. So to be honest, it was kind of everything. It was, it was an eye-opening experience. And I would say that my biggest challenges were very huge and obvious, but I think overcoming them was through the help of always hiring someone that is way better than me at anything that I don't know how to do. Mm. So I learned so much through so many different types of my employees, whether it was a dishwasher or whether it was a head decorator. And it was like, well, this is why I do this this way. And this is what we think. And sort of collaborating with all of your employees to create the best scenario possible, I think is scary because you're supposed to know what you're doing. But at the same time, it sort of is nice to take a step back and listen to everyone who's an expert in their own field. That's great. That's, that is a uh, great, great advice. If I'm ever opening a bakery, I, I I also didn't know that a baker doesn't also decorate. So uh, so now I know that. So now I'm qualified. <laughs> um, so do you remember? Do you recall like the moment where um, you know you you had your business going where things like really just uh, you know exploded uh, with your explosion cakes? Was there a was, was there a moment? Was there a social media post? Was there something that just was like a light switch going off? More coming up from our guests, but first a word from our sponsor. Hey everybody, so hoping these conversations are getting you all fired up to finally start that business you always wanted to launch or maybe take that side hustle to the next level, but maybe you need just a little more inspiration and information to kind of push you over the edge. Well, that's why I want to talk to you about Entrepreneur Insider. Entrepreneur Insider is a program that we have at entrepreneur.com that is geared to do all of that and more. It's a membership-based program that provides insights and advice from industry experts with exclusive benefits. Let me tell you about those benefits. When you join, you get access to premium articles, videos, webinars, really good webinars, I should add. These are not boring, put you to sleep slideshows. These are great experts that have really, really sharp advice that you can listen to and use them like 10 minutes later. It's really good stuff. You also get a weekly newsletter and you get an ad-free experience when you go to entrepreneur.com. Plus, you get a free one-year subscription to Entrepreneur Magazine. 
that paper thing that you could carry around and you never have to plug in to recharge. Really great articles every month, really awesome pictures. And sometimes it's nice to just read something on paper, I have to say, from my personal opinion. So how much does it cost to join Entrepreneur Insider? It's only $5 a month. If you join today, you start boosting your business knowledge, growing your brand, you get access to all these great things. And seriously, those webinars, they're really, really good. I heartily recommend you doing it just for that. And also the magazine really cool stuff. So if you are interested, and I know you are because you could hear the pleading in my voice that this is actually a really cool deal, visit entrepreneur.com slash insider to unlock your access today. That's entrepreneur.com slash insider. Unlock your access, get going, get fired up, do it today. And we're back. It's funny because I, I think everyone would prefer me to say yes. And it was this moment, this day, and it was amazing. And then like, it started raining confetti, but it's really not like that. I think that for me, it was, it was more of a flickering light bulb, right? It, it kept sort of slowly flashing at me and then it got brighter and brighter and brighter. And there was so many different moments that I call the flashing light bulb because one was, you know, an order from the fashion industry for, a runway event or like a runway show. And that's just huge that a designer is looking at that. Another day it was a photographer like Terry Richardson wanting to, to do stuff with the cakes or shoot, you know, things. And you're like, wow, so this is amazing. And so there's sort of these flash moments. My biggest one being within my first couple of months, I was so honored that I had a spread in Vogue, you know, and, Anna Wintour was looking at these cakes and those moments to me are just so huge because I always wanted to work in the fashion industry. I worked in the fashion industry for about eight years before starting the bakery and you never know how far you'll make it or in what direction, but to then become a baker and say that, you know, the world's best fashion magazine, you're in it, but not even for fashion, but for, for your new passion, that, that right. was a moment for me that was so exciting. I had reached a goal without trying at that same goal. I don't know. It was just really huge moment, but it, yeah. it wasn't necessarily what took the business off. It was all the following up with the other little flash bulbs and right. <laughs> um, yeah. the moments of, you know, getting to bake for a celebrity and you get excited and then you get another one and it just sort of sort of snowballs and to the point where even today, I couldn't tell you what is the most exciting thing within a week or a year or because there's always something new and exciting. And I feel like it's the same when people ask me, what's your favorite cake? I'll just completely rant about like 20 different things that I've done in the day. <laughs> well, that well, that's great. I mean, I, I think I think a huge part of what you're saying that sounds great is that you're able to kind of embrace and enjoy these moments as they're happening um, you know, sometimes when you're so caught up in the business of everything, you don't even, you feel like you don't have a second to go like, wow, this is cool. Cause you're like onto the next thing because this has to get done and that has to get done. So I think it's, I think it's uh pretty cool that you're able to, um, to, to celebrate that stuff. When you started I this, so important. I feel yeah. like that's what keeps you going to the next one. <laughs> right. Right. So when you started this, uh, I guess you're, you're saying your plan, you, you, you didn't have a master plan, uh, 
So then I'm going to go on Jimmy Fallon and then I'm going to go on Seth Meyers. <laughs> that was not a uh, part of the plan. Yeah. My, my main, uh, my business plan said paint the white house rainbow and take over world domination with spring sprinkling the world with sprinkles. <laughs> um, but it wasn't, it was just very crazy. I feel like, you know, my first year of opening the bakery, we were Instagram's most memorable trend of the year with our care of the unicorn cake. And I thought to myself, this might be the coolest thing ever that I didn't have enough money to actually put together a website where you can order a cake and this free platform of social media called Instagram, where I was just posting pictures of cakes in the hopes to grow a following enough to sell cakes, enough to sell rent has now within this year recognized me as the most memorable trend. I was like crying. I mean, that's the wow. craziest that's... thing that can happen. And you just think of these moments as I grew up being obsessed with William Sonoma and traveling from Mexico. Anytime we came to the U S my mom was like, made it a point that we went to the store because she wanted to see what the latest kitchen gadgets were. Uh -huh. And, and just, and then, you know, within that first year again of opening flower shop, getting to create entire collection of dinnerware and bakeware and all these things was just like, a dream come true and you think of these moments of I, I couldn't have even planned this as a little girl of going into these stores thinking what could make my mom more proud than being in it right, yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh. so nothing is necessarily planned I think everything is sort of hard work and pays off I think how organically happy the product is is something that instantly is contagious I think especially yeah. in times like now absolutely Absolutely. Uh, I mean, how could you not have a smile on your face when you're thinking about sprinkles? Um, so that, that's pretty awesome. So as you, as your business grows and as you, you know, doing these, uh, you're writing books and you're appearing on uh, the Disney Plus show, um, how do you sort of keep, you know, how do you keep, how do you wear those hats, but also keep your baking hat on? Um, how do you kind of juggle those things? You know, physically, I try to separate the days. I try and always keep creative days as creative days. And I try and keep business and development days as what that is. And sort of on camera days as different days. Because at the end of the day, you are using different parts of your brain for different things that you do. And I think that when you try and do everything at once, you're not fully engaging or fully giving, you know, that whole part of your brain to your day. So I sort of think about it as someone who would be compared to like doing a meal prep day for their week in the kitchen, right? Like I'm fully diving in the kitchen. Yeah. So I feel like every single day for me is a meal prep of a different <laughs> genre right, right. of the parts of the work. And I would say I just have the best support and the best people around me. I know people say you shouldn't work with people, you know, but I'm like the complete opposite on that advice. My husband is my business partner and he does everything that I'm not good at. <laughs> and it's like the perfect match. My best friend runs our retail. My other best friend, you know, helps me with all the brands. And it's just an amazing circle of people that I trust. And we're all working towards the same goal that helps divide and conquer. So every day I work with someone different whether it's a business day with my husband or a fun day with my assistant Lacey, where we create things that gets me separating all the jobs. 
That's great. That's awesome. And how do you, so I guess that speaks to, I was going to ask you, you know, you, you obviously are overflowing with passion for this, uh, this, you know, people can't see this, but you've got this rainbow thing in the background. You're wearing a striped sweater. Like you, you, you are your product. Like you, you exude it, uh, and the happiness and the joy that comes with that. So in hiring people that maybe aren't, you know, your best friends and stuff like that, how do you make sure the people you're hiring, you know, are on the same wavelength and that they're representing people that walk in, they're representing you when people walk into that shop? Oh my gosh, there is, well, first I'll say that I don't think that that I am my products. I think that my products are me. I think they're stealing my identity little by little. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's something so so genuine to me that everything is, you know, second nature and how, how it ends up coming out. And that, that that's part of my, how I live my life as a birthday lifestyle. But to answer your question, it's, it's amazing how many people are out there that are just as, happy and I guess eager to live a very happy lifestyle and work in an environment where, and and, you know, it is a job, it's a business. There's always going to be things that go wrong. We just had a global pandemic that shut down the stores. I mean, but it's all about the outlook and it's all about the perception. And when you walk into one of my stores, it's covered in rainbows, glitters, and unicorns. I don't know what you would be upset about. And (laughs) there's also, you know, everyone is coming in because there's something to celebrate. It's a graduation. It's a mother's day. It's a um, baby shower. It's a birthday. I mean, they're already coming in ready to celebrate. So finding Mm. people who are just as excited about everyone's positivity is amazing because I almost feel like they're unicorns. It's a type of person in my, uh, I call everyone behind the counter in my staff glitterati because they work behind a glitter counter. (laughs) And it's in New York. When we first opened, there was a group of friends that applied to work there and they were from the NYU dance, um, school. And you can, I cannot praise the NYU dance school more because it sort of became a thing where once they graduate, they tell, you know, the new students right. about it, work there. And I absolutely love walking into that store and seeing that when there's no one in there or they're on break, they're in their pink jumpsuits, my uniform, like doing TikTok dances in the middle of the store and practicing routines. And it just makes me so happy. It makes me feel like we have created sort of this pocket of sunshine, um, Disneyland, um, middle of Beverly Hills and Soho, New York. <laughs> that, that is, that's fantastic. I went to NYU, uh, but I probably wouldn't, probably wouldn't be a very good, um, pink, uh, jumpsuit dancer guy for you, but I definitely want to eat there for sure. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely come enjoy on the on the other side, be a part of the show. <laughs> so, uh, so are there? Um, so, so you created this. You know, you went through this experimentation to get the the explosion exploding cake right. Is there a, a, another dream of yours that you're trying to crack? That the, another thing that one day you you're gonna wow the world with. 
How much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) I would say I wake up a little bit. My husband laughs. He says I'm like Alice in Wonderland where, you know, you think about like 10 impossible things before breakfast. And (laughs) for me, I think my biggest challenge is almost picking and choosing which ones to work on. Right. I think when you're an idea person, you could just have ideas all day long and, and not really focus on one. I think my hardest thing is trying to focus on one. I would say my next one without saying too much is frozen. Um, okay. <laughs> and coming very soon. And I hope that is, is as exciting. No, nothing will ever be to me as exciting as, you know, sprinkles flying out of a cake, but I'm hoping that it does its version to what it normally is. I'm not saying too much with trying to explain, um, okay. but but so much. I would love to get, you know, make some of my books come to life. I would love to continue to create. We're creating so many new collections with Williams-Sonoma and I'm hoping that specifically one coming out, maybe end of this year, maybe early next year can sort of change the game to how a lot of people are using tools and, and things like that. So I'm, I'm excited for a lot. Um, I will keep you posted. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, on behalf of the eating public, we, uh, please keep creating, keep creating. We're hungry. So, uh, this all sounds really awesome. So, well, congratulations on everything you've achieved and your everything you're going to achieve. I'm sure there's going to be a million things uh, in the future that all sound uh, amazing and delicious. So really, really great talking to you, Amira. And uh, any any parting words, any parting sweet words for the for the listening public? Yes, please continue to spread sprinkles and smiles because the world needs more of it. <laughs> there you go, people. Sprinkles and smiles. <laughs> All right, Amira, great. So great talking to you. Uh, best of luck. And we will be checking into your shop to see what these new creations are. So thanks so much. Amazing. Have a magical one. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. That's our episode, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Get a Real Job comes out every Tuesday. So be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you harvest your favorite podcasts. Leave us a review. Give us a share. Don't make me beg people. Go to entrepreneur.com for new episodes of this and to listen to our other great podcasts. Thanks. Thanks.